Hello and welcome to the 12 Steps and Beyond podcast. Today we're going to be asking ourselves one important question early on in our recovery. And that question is, am I codependent or am I just being helpful? So to help answer that question, there is a very large difference between being codependent and just simply labeling yourself as a helpful person or somebody who has a lot of empathy. Do you see yourself in relationships where you're spending most or all of your time focusing on the other person's needs, taking care of them, trying to fix or control their issues regarding maybe things like addiction, money management, pretty much anything that the other person in the relationship has a serious struggle with? Do you constantly feel this uphill battle where you seem to be working harder on their life and their problems than they do? If yes, you may be codependent. Denial in our codependency is a hard place to be, but the fact is is that there's a huge difference between being codependent and being helpful. Being helpful looks like only offering advice when asked, so that means no giving unsolicited advice. Setting firm boundaries and taking care of you, yourself, before the other person in the relationship. Offering suggestions, but when you're offering that suggestion, you're giving them the freedom of choice. And then if they don't make the choice, you know, that you feel is better for them, not resenting them for it in the end. Codependency is the total toxic opposite of just quote unquote being helpful. Codependency in the opposite end of the spectrum looks like giving unsolicited advice, no boundaries in the relationship, putting the other person's issues before yourself and trying to control or force a change of behavior out of someone and then resenting them when they don't take the direction that you're asking of them. All in all, there are so many different moving pieces regarding codependency, but you could look at this as like the general idea of it. Going into my own I guess, discovery and experiences with my codependency. Some things that I've personally been through. um, It seems that I'm always, I was always dating addicts and trying to fix them. So I was always drawn to romantic partners who had drug addictions, gambling problems, money management issues, you name it. Um, And I seem to always be drawn to those people who had those traits um specifically at the end all i was very drawn to people who were emotionally unavailable emotionally unavailable people that's another story that we can get into in another podcast episode but just to keep it brief on that someone who's a drug addict or they have some type of problem that you know rules over their entire life that would qualify as what we would call a person who's emotionally unavailable So in my romantic relationships like that, I would try to control their addictions, fix their addictions for them, tell them how they're supposed to live their life so that they, 
you know, are free from their addiction. And then when that happens, then we're going to live happily ever after, just like they promised. But at the end of the day, it doesn't always work out like that. Rarely does it. And in the case of a true codependent relationship, it really just never works out like that. Regardless of the promises, you know, that have been made to us. Another example in my personal life um, is trying to fix and control how my mother's mental health was cared for. I still struggle with this. Um, it's a battle within myself. And the thing is, is, um, you know, my mom has some pretty significant mental health issues. She's diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder. And if you don't know what that is, that's pretty much a combination of bipolar disorder and schizophrenia. Um, with that being said, growing up, I was always the one that had to be the caretaker and the caregiver, um, which also leads into the next part I was going to touch on is that codependency is often rooted from childhood. So with that being said, as a child, I had to, you know, care for my mom's mental health. I had to kind of warp my behavior and who I was to try and cater for her, um, you know, trying not to offend her, trying not to upset her, trying not to, in my head at the time, feel like I was going to set off a psychotic episode for her. So having those fix it and, and control my life and living in fear and living in reacting all the time, those traits carried on with me into my adulthood. So that led me to always being with emotionally unavailable partners because I grew up in an emotionally unavailable household where I had to fix everything. So I took that into my adult life. And that is typically how codependency is rooted. It's usually from our childhood. So if you think you may be codependent, now what? You've come to this realization that you think you might have some codependency struggles. And that's a scary place to be. I've been there. It's, and you know, the thing with this is that it's not a quick fix overnight either. It's not a snap of the fingers or one therapy session, et cetera, et cetera. And then your codependency tendencies will be healed forever. Fortunately, it doesn't work like that. This is an issue that has to be long-term cared for. And it takes a lot of effort. It really does. But some things to ask yourself if you are thinking that you're struggling with codependency, you can step back and identify the patterns in your life, your current and your past relationships. This isn't just romantic either. A lot of confusion about codependency is that it only involves our romantic relationships. And while it may seem like that, it really is rooted in our childhood, our adolescence, our family structure, and then it continues to spill out into friendships and romantic relationships. So codependency can be really an issue in any relationship that you have. So step back and identify the patterns in all of your relationships. So then we're going to ask ourselves a couple more questions. Do you gravitate to people who need a lot of help or quote-unquote fixing or are emotionally unavailable? Coming out of denial about your patterns is the key to changing them. 
So I want you to take a few minutes, pause this um, podcast or come back to it later. But I would like to invite you to kind of journal and take a look at all of the relationships that you've had in your life, whether it's with your parents, the people who raised you, family members, friendships, romantic relationships, your husband, your wife, anybody in your life. This could even be a coworker or a friend from school. I want you to journal. I'm inviting you to take a look at the patterns in all of your relationships and ask yourself these questions. Ask if this is somebody that needs a lot of fixing. Ask yourself if you notice that you're spending more of your time and more of your breath and more of your energy on what's going on with somebody else instead of what's going on with yourself. I think that being able to do this on paper can hopefully open a lot of clarity and maybe not make this look so intimidating just from hearing it. So once you've taken a moment to do that and you've asked yourself these questions and you've come to the determination that you think you may be codependent, there are ways to kind of help battle that. In my experience and what I've done is I worked the 12 steps of Codependence Anonymous. It's a 12-step program similar to like Alcoholics Anonymous or NA, Al-Anon, if you've heard of them. It's called Codependence Anonymous and the 12 steps. You work with a sponsor, all that good stuff, go to meetings. And working the steps really did open my eyes and helped me to come out of that denial of my codependency and see things for what it really was. Um, It really helped me to take a look within instead of putting all of my feelings and all of the issues that I was having in my life and putting them outward and placing blame on this person and that person in this situation and that situation. Because part of healing is taking some accountability for our lives. That's not to discredit the things that we've been through. Because believe me, I know that we've been through some very traumatic and very heart-wrenching experiences. But at the end of the day, our healing is about ourself. And we can't do that if we're in denial or we're in a placing blame uh, mentality or if we're holding on to too many resentments. And those are the things that the program of Codependence Anonymous helped me fix. And that is a free program. There's no fees for it. The only requirement is the desire to have healthy relationships. The next thing that has also helped with me is therapy. Um, I have personally been seeing the same therapist for about 10 years now. Um, And she, in conjunction with other programming, has really been a godsend for me. Um... So there's not a one-size-fits-all to your recovery. At the end of the day, this is about you, and this is what's working for you and what feels right for you. But those are just the suggestions that have worked for me. Again, there is much more to codependency than just this short amount of time that I've spent here. I invite you to empower yourself and do your own research on codependency. You can just Google the word codependency and you'll just find plethoras of articles on the matter. I invite you to empower yourself to do that research for you. As always, 
My Instagram, which is the 12 Steps and Beyond, is free for messages. If anyone who hears this podcast has any questions, I would be honored to be able to help you kind of, you know, find some direction with this because it's, I understand, you know, firsthand and I can relate to how, how just tiring and exhausting and daunting this codependency stuff can be. So for now, I'm sending love and I'm sending healing to you.